2: There's no such thing as questions, just hidden answers. Stay tuned to PH Murder Stories as we revisit the inconceivable crimes that exist. Some listeners may find the following content of PH Murder Stories highly disturbing due to its graphic nature. PH Murder Stories does not condone nor promote violence in all sorts. Listener's discretion is advised. A first year law student from the country's most prominent and longest running university was found lifeless and wrapped in a blanket at the pavement in Tondo, Manila. During the first few days of the investigation, a crucial witness turned out to be the prime suspect in the hazing and death of the victim that could have jeopardized the case. Hazing has been part of the initiation rites of new members, as traditionally conducted by Greek letter organizations. The practice has survived all these decades because it supposedly has its benefits. It is a form of conditioning that, in theory, is said to teach pledges the meaning of authority and loyalty to foster camaraderie among recruits and make them value the privilege of being accepted into the brotherhood. While these may seem like noble intentions, the problem with hazing is that it can get too far because these rituals are left in the hands of college students in their late teens and early 20s young adults who are possibly intoxicated, and most likely without knowing how much physical and psychological pain the human body can withstand before giving up. The UST Faculty of Civil Law is the oldest law institution in the Philippines. It was established on September 2, 1734, with a curriculum identical to the leading universities of Europe at the time. The victim, Horacio Castillo III, commonly known as Atio, was a 22-year-old law student at the University of Santo Tomas. He was described by family and friends as a good and loving person, or as his father, Horacio Jr., described him, quote, a good son, the perfect son, the best son that any family could ever have, unquote. Tragedy struck the UST community after reports of Atio's death caused by hazing rites initiated by the Aegis Juris Fraternity. The news had spread like wildfire that quickly caught the country's attention. Authorities and legislators quickly started conducting their respective investigations to shed some light on Atio's painful demise. On the morning of September 17, 2017. The body of Atio was found by medical technologist John Paul Sarte Solano, lying on the pavement, covered with a blanket, at the corner of H. Lopez Boulevard and Infanta Street, in Balut, Tondo, Manila. He claimed that he was on his way to buy a cigarette. A few moments later, a red Mitsubishi pickup stopped and helped bring Atio's body to the nearby Chinese General Hospital, where he was declared dead on arrival. Later in the evening, Atio's parents received an anonymous text tipping them about their son's whereabouts. His parents found him at the Archangel Funeral Home in Sampaloc, Manila, with bruises on both arms, cigarette burns, and candle wax drippings all over his body. Atio's parents claimed that their son asked permission if he can join the Aegis Juris fraternity for their opening ceremony. Atio also assured his parents that there wasn't going to be any hazing involved.
3: When he asked permission, that was a Saturday overnight because there is going to be a welcome ceremony, but no hazing, you know, it.
2: On the following day, the Manila Police District confirmed that Atio's death was caused by cardiac arrest triggered by traumatic injuries. Meanwhile, Atio's father talked to radio reporters and told them that his son died during fraternity hazing rites. He explained that Atio planned to join the Aegis Juris Fraternity, a fraternity within the UST faculty of civil law. The dean of the law department, attorney Nilo Divina, was also said to be a member of the Aegis Juris Fraternity. After receiving the media's initial heat, the dean banned officers and fraternity members from entering the UST campus. On September 19, two days after finding Atio's lifeless body, the MPD invited John Paul Solano, the person who found the body. He was asked to produce a sworn statement. Later on, authorities found out that Solano was also a member of Aegis Juris. The investigators also discovered that the vehicle flagged down by Solano that supposedly brought Atio to the Chinese General Hospital is registered to the father of a fellow Aegis Juris fraternity official. John Paul Solano, Antonio Trangia, the owner of the red Mitsubishi pickup, and his son, Ralph, were initially tagged as prime suspects by the authorities. The authorities moved forward with their investigation by putting 16 Aegis Juris fratmen on their immigration lookout list. At the same time, the Senate of the Philippines ordered an inquiry into Atio Castillo's death. Pair your next podcast listening party with default cafe pubs, drinks, and snacks. Head over to their website, link in the description, and get 5% off for every purchase at default's homepage. After ordering, make sure to use our coupon code in all caps, no spaces. Murder STORIES Meanwhile, An Uber driver came forward to the police upon hearing Atio Castillo's death from the media. According to the driver, Atio booked a trip along the Pitan Street in Manila, a day before his death. However, Atio did not go inside the car. Instead, he asked the driver to deliver his bag that contained pad papers and notebooks to his residence in Makati City. The driver agreed. Then Atio added further instructions upon the driver's arrival at his house, where the family's maid met him to receive Atio's belongings. The driver also said that his last conversation with Atio was when he arrived at the Castillo's residence and called for further instructions. The Uber driver was saddened by Atio's passing and claimed that he noticed the victim seemed weary when he saw him up close. During the investigation, Ateo Castillo's friends created a Facebook group called Justicia Para Horacio. It contained screenshots from a group chat and Facebook Messenger from seven men that are believed to be members of the Aegis Juris Fraternity from September 16 to September 17. The exchanges show that the fraternity members knew that they were doing something dangerous and prohibited. There was also an intent to cover up the incident. Meanwhile, Ralph Trangia, one of the prime suspects and identified by the MPD as an officer of the Aegis Juris Fraternity, left the Philippines and went to Taiwan. He went out of the country a day before he and his father, Antonio Trangia, were named by the MPD as among the three suspects in the death of Atio. Unfortunately for the authorities... The Taipei Economic and Cultural Office in the Philippines said, Ralph Trangia was a transit passenger and did not enter Taiwan. He got away and went to Chicago, USA. The other prime suspect, John Paul Solano, surrendered to Senator Panfilo Lacson, then was turned over to the Manila police. He apologized for providing a false statement claiming he only found Atio's body, when in fact, he is also a member of the Aegis Juris fraternity. Solano also said that his participation in the fraternity was limited to providing medical assistance when needed, and that he was not at the initiation rites. The authorities also added four more Aegis Juris members to the list of suspects, based on the evidence being collected from the time of the investigation. On September 25, 2017, the Senate of the Philippines started with their investigation regarding Atio's death. Atio's parents condemned the killing of their son. His father, Horacio Jr., cried over how the organization treated their son like an animal.
3: He had many hopes and dreams. He wanted to be a lawyer, a senator, and even a justice of the Supreme Court. And we dreamed all of this with him. We are devastated that senseless and barbaric acts can put an end to those dreams so abruptly. We are no different from any other parent here. We live our lives for our children, wishing always to shield them from harm, to protect them from unkindness, to shelter them from injustice. We will forever be tormented by the thought that the 80s Jewish fraternity invited him to their organization, only to treat him like an animal. After killing our son and dumping him in the Chinese general in the morning of September 17, they only informed of his death at and whereabouts on September 18, or a day later. We want to know the truth of what happened that night, and every detail so we can leave his final hours with him and let him know now that he is not alone, that we are always with him. We continue to plead with the administrators of the University of Santo Tomas and the administrators of the UST Faculty Civil Law to ensure a thorough, impartial, and swift investigation into atheist murder. We appeal to Dean Nilo Divina to exhibit heroic leadership and impartiality, Regardless of his affiliation with Aegis juries decisive and unequivocal action is needed because some students who have information relating to artists' deaths are afraid to come out because of the fraternity's perceived influence. To the members of the Ages Jewish fraternity who continue to be silent, in hiding, or who have fled the country, we will not rest and will not stop, and we will leave no stone unturned and resources untapped until everyone. Complacency in the hazing rights are brought to justice. Only the Almighty God can judge you. But your actions now, whether of cowardice or courage, will forever define you as a person and your fraternity as an institution. To the students of UST and classmates of Atio, or Hor, or, or as you call him, difficult as it may be. Please tell us more about what you know regarding Atius' death. As shown by the Senate hearing today, the whole country is behind you. We pray that the good Lord grants you and us courage amidst the challenges in our lives. We will always be grateful and we will never leave you, just as we are grateful to your classmates who have already provided us valuable information. Finally, we take the good senators who called for this inquiry as well as the PNP, Special Director General Batodel Rosa and Chief Superintendent Joel Cornell, and the DOJ led by Secretary Vitaliano Aguilera and other government agencies who are helping us in these very difficult times. Hazing had already claimed many young lives even before ATO. Sadly sadly, this ruthless crime continues to happen every year with fraternities and their members often going scot free. The anti-hazing law should be there to protect these young men and women from false promise of brotherhood. We hope that through this legislative hearing and the anti-hazing law will be strengthened so that no other young man or woman would ever suffer the fate of Atio. Atio had lived his life standing up for what he believed in and standing up for those who couldn't. It would have made him very happy knowing that in the end, His life's purpose was to ensure that hazing would not happen to anyone ever again.
2: The MPD has filed cases of perjury, murder, robbery, obstruction of justice, and Republic Act 8049, or the Anti-Hazing Law, against John Paul Solano. These identified members are from the Aegis Juris Fraternity and its sister organization the Regina Legis et Juris sorority. A day later, the authorities began investigating the sorority. However, the sorority's members deny any knowledge of the incident. Solano claimed that an Aegis Juris brother asked him to lie to the police by telling authorities that he just saw Atio sprawled on the road in Balut, Tondo. Solano identified six other fraternity brothers and one non-member who are allegedly involved in Castillo's death. On September 27, 2017, almost two weeks after Atio's tragic death, tears fell and cries for justice became much stronger after a funeral mass in Santuario de San Antonio Church in Forbes Park. Family and friends were wearing black and white shirts, bid their goodbyes as the slain law student Horacio Castillo III was laid to rest at the Manila Memorial Park in Parañaque City. The funeral was also attended by the family members of several hazing victims that also perished. They seek to put a stop in utilizing violence in fraternities.
0: Nakikiisa sa pagdadalamhati si Mervin Marcos sa pamilya ni Atcho. Si Mervin ay nakatatandang kapatid ni Mark Andre Marcos mula San Beda na namatay din sa hazing.
4: Kami kasi we we went through the same the same circumstances kaya uh, I realized na kami yung pinakamaganda na makipag-usap sa kanila as of now kasi na napagdanan namin yung pinagdadaanan nila ngayon. Kaya yun we extend our condolences and we assure them that we are praying for
0: them. Ayun kay Mervin, hanggang ngayon ay inaasam pa rin nila ang justisya para kay Andre na namatay taong 2012.
4: Nagihintay pa din tayo ng desisyon ng Court of, Court of Appeals kasi uh, yun nga, after ng dismissal, nag-file kami ng, ano, ng certiorari with the Court of Appeals. So nandun pa din tayo, waiting pa din tayo sa desisyon nila.
0: Dagdag pa ni Mervin, mahirap talaga masolve ang ganitong mga kaso pero sinabihan ng pamilya ni Atsyo na wag susuko.
4: Talagang almost impossible, no? Kasi dito sa mga haasing cases, napaka-imposible na humanap ng object evidence kasi most likely nalinis na after the, the commission. Kaya ang aasahan mo, yung mga testimonials sana ng mga mga eyewitness, kaso dahil sa code of silence, wala kang, wala kang makuha.
0: Sa phone interview naman kay Aurelio Cervando, tatay ni Julio Cesar Cervanto, na namatay din sa hazing ng Tau noong 2014, sinabi niya na nagsimula na siyang magpatawad sa ilang mga miyembro ng frat. Nakikita niya raw pagkakahawig ni Atso sa kanyang anak. Pero pending pa rin ang kaso ni Julio sa Court of Appeals, mensahe niya sa pamilya ni Atso.
1: There are no tips that I can give to help you overcome your loss because we even feel our loss three years after. But if they can maybe divert their attention along towards helping others and maybe uh, realize that the world is still a beautiful place and uh, eventually we will see our sons again.
2: As the family of Atio recalled his life and memories during their eulogies, his father also expressed his regret for losing his son. And criticized the Aegis Juris fraternity members. He said, quote, The so called fraternity brothers robbed Atio of his dreams and his aspirations. Unquote. Atio's uncle, Gerardo Castillo, also had a message towards the fraternity quote, You've lost a great boy. You've lost a great member. A great neophyte. This is the end of your fraternity. Believe me. I don't know if a neophyte will ever join your organization. Unquote. Stay tuned for the second part of this case as we tackle more details to what happened in the course of the investigation and the trial regarding Atio Castillo's saddening death. For further updates, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at phmurderstories and subscribe to our YouTube channel. P.H. Murder Stories. This podcast is brought to you by Review Visuals. Did you like this episode? Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or if you're listening in other platforms kindly send us a review on our Facebook page or send us a tweet. You can also share our podcast to your Instagram and Facebook stories through Spotify. Your support would significantly benefit PH Murder Stories to produce more quality content. We're also inviting you to join our Facebook group, PH Murder Stories, The Verdict, and participate in our bi-weekly discourse about true crime, both local and international. This group is a safe space for true crime and mystery fans like us who want to engage in thorough discussions about the subject. See you there, suspects. The verdict is in your hands. See you there.
1: One of the most gruesome murders towards an overseas Filipino worker happened in 2016 when authorities from Kuwait discovered the body of a missing Filipina placed in a freezer at an abandoned apartment. The gruesome discovery of her remains sent shockwaves across the OFW community. In 2007, a young mother fighting for custody of her two daughters suddenly disappeared. Two years later, she was found cemented inside a drum dumped in the waters of Navota City, Metro Manila. After a valid testimony of a disgruntled witness who later on recanted his story and became missing up to this date at midnight of july 18 2002 a 32-year-old british businessman was found murdered at his apartment in Makati city metro manila for years the case would go unsolved while his mother battled to piece together the clues of his death want to hear the rest of these sensational true crime stories subscribe as a prime suspect at our patreon page and get one bonus exclusive case every month for only five dollars patreon is a way to join your favorite creators community and pay them for making the stuff you love you can now pay a few bucks per month or per post that a creator makes for more updates please visit our website at phmurderstories.com, subscribe to our YouTube channel, phmurderstories, and follow our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at phmurderstories.